Welcome back. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, return guest, fellow YouTube content creator and host of BTC Sessions, amazing YouTube channel. That's right. We've got Ben joining us. All right. We're going to the numbers. Let's do it, people. Number time. Number Time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach. But be quick, get your tickets now before the price goes up. But take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is... 713,280, the Bitcoin price, 50,440, chain rewrite day, 787, total public lightning capacity, 3,287.54 sats per dollar, excuse me, Moscow time, 1983, still, still 1983, Nico, and blocks of the halving, 126,720. Dude. So that means it's the same, we're recording at the exact same price? Man, As yesterday, feel, dude, when we were at 58k, we were stuck at 58k, so now boring. we're stuck at 50k, but 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 there's a huge huge but and I think people are missing missing this. But Phil, we actually talked about this last night and I got some data to back it was, up. Was Check. it last night or two nights ago? I don't it, it's it's all mix it's all mixing together. It's all mixing together, Phil. Okay. Um so check this out. Check out this tweet by Glassnode. Bitcoin hash rate has almost completely recovered, sitting only four percent below all time high. Network hash rate fell by over fifty percent in May following China's ban on Bitcoin mining. Hash rate has since climbed by ninety-three percent from the lows hitting 172 exahashes today. Check this out, a more detailed chart. Dude, absolutely crazy. Now, I wanna talk about two things, right? Usually what tends to happen when the Bitcoin hash rate hits an all-time high is the price tends to follow, right? That's number one, that's the first thing I wanna talk about. Second thing I wanna talk about is this was, other than the fork wars, of course, I think one of Bitcoin's biggest stress tests ever, right? And I think this was the largest migration of physical hardware in human history without any central authority essentially directing people to move their miners. It was purely on Bitcoin's incentives. And the fact that it happened in such a short amount of time is absolutely mind-blowing and it proves Bitcoin's anti-fragility and it proves Bitcoin's incentives, which is something that Bitcoiners have been, you know, screaming, you know, on top of rooftops about. But it, one thing is talking about it and one thing is it actually happening. So absolutely freaking mind blowing. And Phil, I think I'm going to win that bet. I think we're going to hit an all time high in the hash rate before the end of the year. And that means you're going to have to drink some maple syrup. Phil. Really? Are you calling that, huh? You're you're calling that, but but I think the original bet was for the pro okay, all right, fine, we're going there. Um, but look, uh, in in all seriousness, right? That people like like you were saying, people really don't pay attention to the hash rate. I've been looking a little bit more now at the raw data from the hash rate, and that's that's some really interesting stuff. Like it, it's they essentially aggregate it, aggregate the number every single 24 hours, I think. So we don't we don't always have an exact number. So it's kind of a surprise when you you know, when you see it and it does a little spike up and you're like, all right, we're still on the right track. But um, the other piece to this is is just to go on what you said about the, you know, the quickest move of, of you know, of this type of hardware in history. Um, what I think is really remarkable is, is that um, they were able to do this without any central coordinating authority. I mean, how does anybody function without someone telling them what to do? Incentives. And they just did it. They just yeah, did it, man. Incentives. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing. But I have a better question for Ben. Ben, do you take shots of maple syrup in the morning too because you're Canadian? It's. I actually have an IV drip that happens. Um and and it's on a timer it actually i i'm fully catatonic until that drip gets going so it's set on a timer and you know in the morning you know my kid can be shaking me awake but until that drip starts i'm just i can't function that's actually how canadians live our blood is maple syrup uh not a lot of people know that 
but uh, yeah. <laughs> More you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I I want to comment on the on the mining thing. I I think that's I, I totally agree. That is one of the most bullish things that we have seen since since uh, the block size wars because all of a sudden we have a perfect case study for exactly what happens when one of the largest countries on earth bans all forms like basically outright bans bitcoin and the answer is effectively nothing it it bitcoin flows to the through the path of least resistance it's like water it just routes around you and it finds a way so you know it, it's 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 going to keep doing what it's doing regardless of, of poor policy. And this is going to be one of the biggest geopolitical blunders of the past century. Absolutely, man. It's going to cost them trillions of dollars. I completely agree with you. Ben, one last question for you. Do you agree with my, again, we don't like to speculate on this channel, but you know, historically speaking, do you agree with my statement in the sense that usually when the Bitcoin hash rate makes an all-time high, the price tends to follow or is that just me talking shit i think there's some historical precedent for that i i believe if you if you look back um again it i i guess as we're looking at historical precedent this this year has been totally different from mm -hmm. past bull runs so anything can happen right like most people weren't expecting a 50 percent pullback in the middle of the year that chugged along for like three months um and a lot of people were expecting us to be rocketing through all-time highs like already now um but i'm actually kind of finding where we're at right now to to be kind of a, a good thing as as fun as it is to experience us rocketing through all new all-time highs extending out the length of that bull run and and kind of that sideways action um it, it gives credence to one of two things, uh, either lengthening bull cycles or um, or super cycle or a combination of the two where basically lengthening bull cycles until the lengthening bull cycle encap encapsulates an entire four-year happening. At that point, it's just a super cycle. <laughs> Damn, bro. I, man, I got I, I got to get some maple syrup IV, bro. I, that's, I love that's it. some good stuff you're on. <laughs> that, that is some bunch. serious. That is some serious hopium. I, I am loving it. I am totally <laughs> loving it. I, I subscribe, sir. For the record, for the record, though, Phil, I think I told you that yesterday yeah. about the lengthening cycle. So, but anyways, yeah. guys, we don't like to speculate. You know, let's see what happens. But definitely, the hash rate almost making an all-time high. That's definitely good for Bitcoin. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily fail. The daily fail is brought to you by Amber app. Check them out. Amber.app. It's Bitcoin made easy. It's the best way to stack sats by toxic Bitcoiners. Check it out. The link is down below. All right. I have it on very, very good word that yellow actually is a yellow Muppet. Yellow? Craig is a potato. Umber, the smart way to stack sets. All right, everyone, we've got a pretty interesting fail. It's going to sound very different than all the others you've ever heard. So hang on to your seats. Here we go. Entire eight finance treasury hacked because of a Google Doc. Nice, huh? All right. And there's the, you know, here's the, you know, here's the uh, little screenshot. Two devs in the team has the key. They were sent through Facebook groups, chat, and Google Drive. This is our first project. We must admit our OPSEC was low. All right. Oh. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. We are going to, we are going to dive into this. We are going to dive in. Yeah, I, I wanted to show you guys the website before we actually uh, went and... Wait, wait, scroll down to that quote for a second. Hold on. <laughs> wait, the store of value that hedges against unpredictable slash any market <laughs> conditions. <laughs> I, I did look, Not really quite enough, site. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they Look, they made a great site, right? I mean, it's really cool, and it tells you absolutely nothing about the people who started it. Like, you can't even find out who the team is from here. You know, they give oh, you a bunch man. of links to go to their Discord, their Telegram, all that stuff. But anyways, I digress. Let's actually let, let's actually dive into the story from from Eight Finance. All right, and we're gonna pull together some interesting some interesting pieces here. So, Eight Finance hacked. All funds in Treasury withdrawn due to a leak of the private key. 
Eight Finance, an ohm fork on Harmony that offered to help people affected by the snow dog Deo rug pull, lost around 1.7 million in what's supposedly a private key leak. Guys, you remember this, right? Talked about this last week. Olympus Deo forked snow dog hit by 90% crash. Phil, you're on, 90- you're on fucking fire, dude. Oh yeah, this is brutal, man. So, so think about it. These guys, okay? We're going to help you, <laughs> and you're going to get rugged again. But wait, but wait, this gets a lot dumber. This gets a lot dumber. Hold on. Okay, here we go. You remember what we just read in that screenshot? Two devs in the team have the key, and they were sent through Facebook groups, chat, and Google Drive. This is our first project, so we must admit our OPSEC was low. Okay. Hold on a second. So here's a Medium article from 8 themselves. Okay, 8 Finance. 8 Finance is a decentralized autonomous organization, there's that word again, built by experienced DeFi developers, designers, and researchers. This is our first project, so we must admit our OPSEC was low. Our, so which, which is it, though? Which, which is it? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. 8 Finance has, was a yet-to-be, Deo. So you got rugged before it even had a chance to rug a whole lot more people. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Decentralized community-owned financial infrastructure. Further, the platform claims to offer, this is interesting, 257,596, uh, 1,698% APY. Okay? And for the people who don't know what APY is, it's annual percentage yield. Okay? <laughs> so I want you guys to think of that number. Okay? This is what happens when you can't do math. Okay? <laughs> and when you can't do math, you think, this is possible. Why not? Look at what Bitcoin did. Yeah, Bitcoin did not do this in one year. Anyway. Two, yeah. two, wait, 257 million, million APY. Yes. So any asshole with a dollar can put it in and make $257 million is what they're saying. Got a buck? You're going to be loaded. <laughs> like, what? Dude. Oh, God. But look, this is the... The best part of that statement is right at the end. It might have been possible before the recent loss. So somehow, what? the fact that this got rug pulled, well, that means this 257 million can't be possible anymore, guys. It just can't Hold happen. on. Hold on. Can we dig into that number just a little bit more? Like, <laughs> yeah. that would... How... Okay, so... <laughs> so Here we go. Hold on. Best you would need... Math. You would need... Hold on. How much is Musk worth? Musk is worth... 150... Uh, Billion. 150 billion. 150 billion. Okay, so so with <laughs> with a hundred dollars, you would you would be richer than Elon Musk, and everybody using the platform would be richer than the richest man on the planet with a hundred dollars, guaranteed, guys. <laughs> This is the because future math. of finance. This is the future of finance. <laughs> is there even that? There's not that. Like you, you would have, <laughs> you would have like in the world. You'd, you'd have like a hundred people on the platform, and you would have the entire market cap of the global economy. Like <laughs> what? Oh man! Hey, look, we're look. We're not making this stuff up. What's we're simply that? bringing you the stories. What's right? that? <laughs> What's that line where it's like if you if you tell a lie big enough, people will believe it or something like that? It's super famous. <laughs> I think they I think they went a little overboard though. Like it, yeah, it was a yeah. little it was it was a little too big. <laughs> they definitely stepped up the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. The admins of the Discord server have assured the investors and members who lost their funds that they wouldn't that they wouldn't go this far to rug the pool. How kind. Right? The final blow for investors came when the price of 8 started dropping. In the previous 24 hours, 8 has lost over 75% of its value and is down by approximately 98% since its all-time high. Though this was not it, the protocol announced in the server that 8 Finance was not safe to use anymore and investors should stop buying 8 tokens. So... (laughs) That 98% drop, right? They're making it sound like, oh my gosh, that's completely... We weren't expecting that. No, no, no. If you've been around long enough and you understand shitcoins long enough, you know that that's the that's the sweet spot. That's the number right there. You're looking at minus 98, minus 99.97%. Those you can't even trade this crap anymore. Exchanges won't even carry it. Anyways, that's next step. 
Okay, here we go. The recovery plan. Boom. We're going to fix this, Nico. Let's do it. On the 7th of December, the protocol came up with a recovery plan on their Discord server. The platform has provided two options to the community. They create an entirely new shitcoin on AVAX liquidity borrowing and will airdrop the shitcoin to eight hodlers. Uh, not eight the number, but eight the people who have this current bag. Um, but that's probably going to happen too. Anyways, um, the second plan involves distributing $250,000 of marketing funds amongst all users. I'm going to just take a I'm not a I'm not a betting person you know you know me like I don't I don't like to bet um, but I feel like they're gonna they're gonna go for the shit for the shitcoin option I think they're gonna go for option a because that that's the that, that that's the cheap AF option right that's the I make money out of nothing option what do you guys think uh, I have I have just one observation they were slightly off with the APY just just a little bit just a tiny bit. I, I don't. I don't even yeah. think Bitcoin gave you those types of return. I think the Bitcoin return was like fifty-two million. <laughs> this yeah. was two hundred fifty. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I would say that they should create a new protocol <laughs> and create a, a whole. Like they should fork it and get everybody to put new money into that, and then they should just go for the rug pull hat trick there. Three for three. Okay, you know Ooh. what? I'm Ben. Ben just he just foretold the future. How much? <laughs> you know what? We are going to be reading an article in about three months, maybe five months. Depends. Depends on which part of the bull cycle we're in and whether they feel they can milk the most people at whatever time. But we are going to be reading that rug pull. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, the, the thing is, it happened so many times, Phil, that it's just like, yeah, probably, yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah. Imagine the people. Anymore. Imagine the people that waited until they said to stop buying eight tokens to stop buying eight tokens. Like they had to, they had to tell people to stop buying. Guys, seriously, this is bad. Don't buy these. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Oh Dude. god! Phil, this is this it, is what we're living in, Nico. That that wasn't a Phil shitcoin slayer moment because it it slayed itself, dude. It it, it slayed itself. It slayed itself, dude. It slayed itself. But wow, wow, that that was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, and when you think they will get worse, <laughs> they get worse. These stories, bro. It's it's comical. Um, but you just it, said it. It rugs itself. <laughs> it rugs it's itself. It's such a shit coin. It rugs itself. <laughs> it's rugged itself. Like I don't know. Like dude, like we have we have the orb. Remember we have the the yeah. the the one that when Gary came on the show, bro. That 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 the and they 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 re they rebranded. They had some really scary name. It was like. Wait, is proof, this, are proof, you talking about Worldcoin? Yeah. So there's Worldcoin. We were coin, talking about Worldcoin. Worldcoin proof of authority. Remember the proof of authority one. Oof. And then there's this. I don't know which is better. I don't know. I don't remember the evil. I mean, they're all evil, but I don't remember the one with the the creepy name. It was the proof of authority that only had a hundred notes. Yes, no, that's it right. Was, it was 101 nodes. 101 sure. nodes. You know what? At this point, seriously, we've reported so many shitcoin fails and rug pulls. I actually don't remember most of them. Can somebody create a token that it has proof of rug where <laughs> you burn tokens every time there's a public rug pull? <laughs> that shit would be worth tons. <laughs> you just you just gave them a use case. <laughs> just gave them an idea. They're like, oh my gosh, that's genius. <laughs> they're gonna send they're gonna send you Bitcoin. They're gonna be like, thank you. You, know? <laughs> you just stop giving him ideas, guys. But anyways, yeah. Phil, it's time for the daily meme reviews. The Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Awesome stories by Bitcoin plebs. Toxic Bitcoin plebs. But be quick about it because there's only a, a thousand copies per volume. Get your copy of Citadel 21 today. All right, everybody. The meme. First meme. Eh, it looks like it's from a shit coiner, but it was a good meme, so I wanted to review it. Anyways, let's check it out. Wife, I just talked to the bank. We're broke. Husband. <laughs> Absolutely awesome meme. Moving on to the next one. It's by Honk Hogan. Honk, Honk Hogan. Definitely a fellow plebe. CSW is not Satoshi and didn't win shit. You hereby must pay $100 million in damages. CSW, I won. 
<laughs> That's exactly his reaction. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. This is kind of a piece of art, and this is from the movie. It's that really famous movie, man. It's where the Truman Show. The Truman Tru- Show, yeah. The Truman Show, and it says "opt out by Bitcoin." Kind of an art piece. I really like it. Made me feel good. Anyways, moving on to this one. Now, the one I found this fascinating because this was by Marcus Cicero. He lived during the Roman Empire. And remember what I told you guys, right? Like, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And human nature doesn't really change. It's more so the technology. So check this out. The poor work and work. The rich exploit the poor. The soldier protects both. The taxpayer pays for all three. The banker, even back then, robs all four. The lawyer misleads all five. The doctor bills all six. The goons scare all seven. The politician lives happily on account of all eight. Written in in 43 BC, valid even today. Very, very powerful. And last but not least, by Laser Hoddle, man to the life votes, but there won't be any taxes this is a deep meme, bro. You know, because that's what they're saying. It's like, who's going to pay for the road, bro? You know, but awesome, 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 awesome memes. And for that, Phil, I'm going to give it some Puerto Rican hot sauce. It's called Mi Madre. Because when you taste it and it's spicy, you say my mother because it's spicy. It's a Spanish thing. Anyways, what would you give those memes, Phil? Very spicy. Very spicy, Nico. Okay, so look, those memes were epic. The Truman Show one is totally deep. Um, I, I think it has more meaning than just a little Bitcoin logo on the wall. And I totally love that that screenshot about the 43 BC. That is, that is, it just goes to show how pathetic and how not far we've come, right, in, in this arena. So, um, you know what? Those were great memes. And for that, I am giving it the trusty glue stick. And if you have a 3D printer, you may know. But do you sniff it? No, this is, no, this is like Elmer's Kid Glue, dude. This is not, no. This is for 3D printer. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm just making sure. Don't, 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 don't sniff glue, kids. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Very bad. Anyways, uh, BTC Sessions, Ben. What would you give me names? Um, I, I enjoyed them. I think my favorite one is the Truman Show one, to be honest. Uh, that was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, and I love it just because, like, it, you feel it. You feel it. You know, I think that the Truman Show is on par with the Matrix in its kind of allusion to mm-hmm. to Bitcoiners, right? Like, the parts, parts where people are, are, like, speaking at him with, like, just garbage ads that are like product placement in it and he's like what what the hell are you talking about who are you talking to what is that like that reaction is bitcoiners experiencing fiat culture Mm -hmm. uh and so i will give it uh that one in particular i'm gonna give it one join us magic internet money mug Ooh, man dude holy i love that Ben, I have that ben, T-shirt. That's a great. That 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 is a classic right there. Ben yeah. one upped us, Phil. Yeah, totally one upped us. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we wanted to know: Do you agree with our scores? Do you disagree? Let us know down in the comment section. And of course, subscribe to us on Rumble and Bitcoin TV, because uh, you know we talk about central bankers on this show, and you never know the censorship these days getting pretty crazy. But yeah. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News. The Daily News is brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the 3D printed Honey Badger. Look, it opens. You can put your favorite hardware wallet or the 3D printed Bitcoin grenade art. Really cool stuff. Put your open dimes. Awesome, awesome stuff. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, guys, check this out. There was a... It was. You know, it's fiat politics. Don't really, you know, whatever. Point of the story is, check out this article by the New York Times. Congress gets a crash course on cryptocurrency. For the first time, the, the House Financial Services Committee did a whole five hour session on Bitcoin and shitcoins. Pretty crazy stuff. But anyways, let's check out the article and, you know, we'll kind of riff on it a little bit. It followed familiar partisan patterns with Democrats expressing concerns about crypto's risk as Republicans emphasize innovation and said that strict regulation would drive the industry away from the United States. 
Again, we are apolitical on Simply Bitcoin. We are single-issue voters. We don't care whether you're a Democrat or Republican. We care whether you support Bitcoin. That being said, the Republicans are right here. Anyways, Miss Waters expressed concern about how quickly crypto is being adopted. Is that... Now, that statement's actually really interesting. Is that because maybe the money's broken and people are trying to opt out? <laughs> maybe perhaps that could be a reason. Anyways, maybe. Uh, maybe. These digital assets currently have no over overarching regulatory framework at the federal level. That's the point. Okay, anyways, I asked my friends on the Hill, do you know enough about this, right? So this is kind of the overarching narrative. I'll get to that in a second. But anyways, let's check out this comment by AOC, Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat of New York, expect, expressed doubt about executives' ar executives' arguments that crypto represented a radical reshaping of commerce and finance. What do you say to the folks that say this doesn't seem like a new financial system per se, but an expansion of the old one? She asked Jeremy Allaire, the chief executive of, of payments company Circle. And he said, I really do believe we are building a new global economic infrastructure layer. Mr. Allaire replied, adding that crypto needs to be integrated with the traditional financial system, creating a hybrid model. Brian Brooks, an acting comptroller of the currency under President Donald Trump. There, that's a lot of signal. That is one of the most powerful regulators and essentially the comptroller of the currency. We were covering that. Remember Sala Amarova? Mm -hmm. Yep. She was being appointed to that, but the signal here is the fact that someone that was a comptroller of the currency after the Trump administration, he left and he went to go work in the Bitcoin and shitcoin industry. I think that says a lot, but anyways. And now the chief executive of the blockchain technology company, Bitfury, asked lawmakers to consider the, the decentralization that crypto systems can offer and whether Americans want an internet that puts puts ownership in the hands of its users as opposed to a few giant tech companies. I think that's an amazing point. But anyways, Alisa mm -hmm. Haas, the chief Coinbase exchange in the United States and the company's chief financial officer said that Coinbase was not necessarily calling for the creation of a new regula uh, regulator, but that it sought more regulatory clarity on crypto status. The executives repeatedly criticized Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, who has said that many crypto tokens fall under the agency's purview and should be registered as securities, which would require extra disclosure and compliance costs. Anyways, moving on to this part, which I think is the part that I want you guys to focus on the most because it contains the most amount of signal. Experts who watched the hearing said that prospects for swift legislation action were uncertain. Lee Reiners, the executive director of the Global Financial Market Center at Duke University and formerly the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, said there would be no substantial change in rules until there is a crypto-linked financial crisis that hurts the proverbial widows and orphans. So, what is the overarching, like feeling from this meeting and i sat there and i watched the whole god i watched parts of it so that you guys wouldn't have to these senators and these regulators have absolutely no freaking clue what bitcoin and shit coins are they have no clue so what pisses me off is the fact that the treasury snuck in this crypto tax provision into the infrastructure bill they voted on it they passed it and they have they don't even know how what this stuff is right the questions that these people were asking was like it, 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 they couldn't even comprehend it right so the fact that and i kind of agree with the republican side why are you going to pass laws on something that you don't understand anyways what are your thoughts phil we're, we're, we're governed by depraved lunatics. I, I mean, they, it's exactly what you just said. You know, they don't understand what the implications are, but they're so quick to go and, and dump this right into the infrastructure bill and screw everybody. But look, I, I also want to comment on that last piece of signal that you mentioned there, right? That they need to have a, a crypto-linked crisis that quote-unquote affects the widows and orphans, right? So don't get me wrong, but history... You know, like you've said, right? It doesn't doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So many times we've had crises, and then all of a sudden we've had, you know, um, 
measures put in place as a result of those crises, right? And these are measures that usually don't actually benefit uh, you and me. You know, these are uh, measures that usually benefit the systems that put those measures in place. Um, so I got to tell you, the language in that article at the end there, that that kind of bothers me. That that kind of bothers me. That kind of sets a precedent, you know, like this is what we need in order to create firmer regulation. But you're you you just express that you don't understand what any of this stuff is. Why are you so concerned with regulation? You should be concerned with understanding this. You should be concerned with getting people who do understand it and that can explain it simply. Right? Yep. Anyways. Absolutely agree. They should subscribe to BCT Sessions so they can get their daily session. Um, That's right. Ben, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on this? Dude, you, you do what we do. You know, you do it in a much better way, of course. Um, but, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, you know, what... You see this stuff. You see everything we do. What are your thoughts on this, man? I'm sure you've you know read some couple articles, etc. Uh, I mean, I would I would tell them to stay in their fucking lane, but they're not even the same highway, right? Like they're they're not even they don't even understand what the hell is going on. Like they literally they're talking about oh we need to establish a regulatory framework. Bitch, this shit runs in parallel to what you're doing. Like, it doesn't matter. People can hop over whenever they want. Um, we see that with anything that's actually decentralized, which is basically just Bitcoin, right? And and so, yeah, sure, they're, they're going to crack down on a bunch of stuff. Um, but there was a tweet. Oh, God, who was saying it? Uh, I, I can't remember who tweeted it out. It was something last week like, how can something that's meant to be a hedge lose X percent of its value in in a day or whatever it was as as Bitcoin dropped? Do, do you guys recall that tweet? Was, um, was, that, was that the guy that said that it dropped by 25 percent? I think we. Yes, I, I think I think it's it's that one. It, like the guy has almost no followers. Not that that matters. Yeah. That makes no difference. But I'm just saying yeah. it's just like some account that came out of nowhere and put out this tweet. Yes. Nico, well, I, I can come up with that tweet. Okay, but the, there, there was somebody that was like that had a lot of like there was a lot of responses to it. There was somebody that had quite a following that that uh, basically echoed the same kind of sentiment as well. But I mean, that's uh, oh, you know who it was? It was Jim Kramer. Jim yes, Kramer. We covered. Yeah. we covered that. We covered there, that. Yeah. We covered we made that. This okay. Confusion last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay, I don't have that tweet. So, so, so here's, here's my point here. They're talking about, we need to establish all these regulatory hurdles, uh, to prevent this kind of stuff from happening. No, this is what it looks like when degenerate gamblers that are using leverage rightfully get flushed out of their positions. You don't need anybody to step in and regulate that. That's what happens when you actually have sound money that regulates itself. The people that take too much risk are going to get burned. And it, it, look, it flushed out. Bitcoin's still ticking. Everything's still working fine. I can still send payments to whoever the hell I want. I can still earn my salary. I can still do everything. There's the same amount of Bitcoin that are ever going to exist. None of that changes. And so when they're talking about this, that, that they need to, need to make all these regulations, I, it, it's ridiculous. And, and to the, the point where they're, they're, uh, what was the last bit um, that you were you were pointing to like the um, uh, oh how uh, what was that one quote um, near the end where they were you were saying that yeah so they, they that they need a financial crisis a crypto link financial crisis so I, I think that plays out in in one of two ways I think that yeah okay we always get the the crypto tanking all that all that kind of BS if it gets built up too much, right? If, if the shit coins get too much of a, a, a stronghold um, and they get built up to, to considerable size and companies start buying, you know, like having well-diversified portfolios as part of their treasuries, then yeah, they're going to get fucking wrecked and, and there's a, a crisis right there. Um, so that's one way it could, it could play out. More realistically, I see the crisis coming as a dollar-related crisis, and that's our escape valve. But down the line, let's go past all of that stuff. Let's talk like 20, 30, 40 years out. Bitcoin is world reserve currency. Everybody deals in that. Um, the, the real crisis will be the fiat bankers that think they can still fiat bank, that think they can fractional reserve with no 
no risk profile involved with with no consequences and they're going to quickly learn that there's no fucking bailouts coming their way right and and there's therein lies the crisis the trojan horse that is bitcoin is is hey all of those degenerate habits that you learned from fiat world no longer apply here and and you're going to have to buck up or shut up so i that's how i see it there's multiple crises that could come but if you're if you're just a a, a humble pleb earning a wage, stacking sats, it doesn't affect you. So fiat world can pound sand. Amen, dude. And it, it, it's, it's man, you nailed Bullish. it. And it's like they're used to the kill switch in the stock market. And that's not real capitalism, dude. Bitcoin is it's a true free market. And what Jim Cramer was saying is like, how is this possible? It's like, dude, that's what capitalism is. Right, like that—that's what capitalism is, and it's exactly what you said, Ben. It's like, dude, it, it's like it, we didn't force them to be, you know, leverage their, you know, the, up to up to their eyeballs. They 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 nope. made that decision themselves, right? So it's yeah. like they're used to. I think America has been operating really since two thousand eight. It's really not a capitalistic society. It's a capitalistic society when the elites are making money, but when they lose. It's a socialist society because they get bailed out, right, by the public, right? So, man, it's just – it's crazy to see all of this happening all at once. But anyways, check this out. This is very scary stuff. But I'm very happy, very happy that we have Ben to talk about it. Check this out. I'm going to tie this in with a tweet that I saw today, and I think it's a foreshadowing into what we're going to see in the future. This article did come out in October but this tweet came out today, and it just made me connect more dots. So I want to cover this. Beijing's global admissions for central bank digital currencies are growing clearer. As central banks around the world contemplate the risk and benefits of issuing central bank digital currencies, Beijing is likely to leverage frustrations with the inefficiencies of existing cross-border payment channels to strengthen support for its vision of lower-cost alternatives built upon CBDCs. Notice how Bitcoin is completely left out of that statement. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin already solves this, but just notice how it's left out. If realized, such arrangements could allow Chinese firms and their trading partners to reduce the usage of U.S. dollars for cross-border transactions and circumvent payment channels that the U.S. government can shut off to entities its sanctions for national security reasons. They could already do this with Bitcoin. Why mm -hmm. are they doing this with central bank digital currencies? I'll get to that in a second. China's scumbags. No, no, that gets it gets more sinister, Phil. China's <laughs> state-sponsored digital currency, the digital remedy, remedy, is already being uh, designed to achieve these ends. The country's central bank, the People's Bank of China, stated in July 2021 white paper that the digital remedy is ready for cross-border use. Yet. For Beijing's grandest ambitions for its state-sponsored digital currency to be realized, the digital remedy must be interoperable with the central bank digital currencies of other countries. Hence, the People's Bank of China is supporting the development of global central bank digital currency standard and working with other monetary authorities to launch a multi-central bank digital arraignment. Now, why is this scary? Okay, let me tie it. Bear with me. Check out this. Uh, it was this tweet I saw today, which is why I wanted to cover this. Chinese, Chinese, Chinese government are tightening grip on Chinese people in all kinds of ways. Check this out. In some cities, you have to be facial recognized to take subway. Fee is deducted directly from your bank account. Check this out. So what enables this? Central bank digital currencies. And if you think this is not coming to the West, you're sleeping. Check this out. UK to consult on possible central bank digital currency, right? The Bank of England and Britain's finance ministry said on Tuesday that they would hold a formal consultation next year on whether to move forward on possible central bank digital currencies that would take years to introduce. Central banks across the world very similar language to what we just heard about with the China article. Central banks across the world are studying digital versions of their currencies to avoid leaving digital payments to the private sector. There it is again, the same rhetoric. 
we hear this from all the, the, the central banks that Bitcoin is a privately issued currency. That is a lie. Bitcoin is the most open, transparent, all-inclusive currency on the face of the planet. So they're the ones with the privately issued currency, in my opinion. Anyways, all right, so tie this in, okay? Connect the dots with me, guys. Bear with me, okay? So you see this, right? You see this video, right, of, you know, guy getting scanned to, to get accepted to go into the, you know, the thing. And uh, some things are happening with something that we can't, we can't say that word, but some, some passports are being implemented for health reasons, right? And uh, check out what these passports do. In England, people will need to use their NHS Sorry, I said it. I'm going to have to beep it out. Pass. To gain entry to nightclubs, indoor, unseated venues with more than 500 people, unseated outdoor venues with more than 4,000 people, any venue with more than 10,000 people. So it looks like these passports might be a Trojan horse to something, right? And uh, if, if you still are, you know, kind of on the fence about it, let's talk a little bit more about what this social credit system is, right? This is an amazing picture and it really points out what happens, right? So you fall down if you post anti-government messages on social media. So imagine you're going into the subway and all of a sudden you can't buy a ticket because you know you have too low of a social credit system a so social credit score right so anyways spreading rumors on the internet what does that sound like to you misinformation right insincere apologies for crimes committed participating in anything deemed to be a cult cheating in online games not visiting aging parents regularly, illegally protesting against the authorities. Who gets to determine what is an illegal protest? So we have two futures ahead of us. We have a future of freedom, which is Bitcoin, and we have a future of slavery, which is central bank digital currencies. They're already trying to essentially incept the West and they're using the health scare that the world is going through right now that in my opinion is extremely overblown if you actually look at the actual data, right? I think the survival rate is 99% for people under the age of, you know, 30, 40 years old, right? So again, you know, we don't like to be conspiracy theories. We don't like to whatever, but again, th that's a whole lot of coincidences happening all at the same time, right? So this is the future we have ahead of us. The battle lines might be obfuscated right now, but as time progresses, right, you're going to have to pick one day whether you want slightly inconvenient freedom or comfortable slavery. And that's exactly what central bank digital currencies are going to enable to do to with governments. Imagine they don't like what you said on the Internet. All of a sudden you can't go shopping. They don't like that you protested. They don't like that you that you voted for the wrong person. Cut off, you know, from the financial system. That's what central bank digital currencies are going to enable. And if you still think this is too much a conspiracy theorist, remember that Sarala Amarova, the recent appointee that they tried to get in from the Biden administration, she wanted to federalize all commercial banks in the United States. And one of her methods of curtailing inflation was to actually take money from people's accounts, which we covered on the show. So again, really, really crazy stuff. And let's see what happens. Anyways, Ben, what are your thoughts? And then we'll go to Phil. Some uh, fourth turning kind of shit there, man. Um, again, like you, you see kind of the the polarization of things it's it's collectivism versus individualism um and and right now the the masses are clamoring for that collectivism and and i worry that people are are gonna love the the cbdc's uh, out the gate um that they're gonna be like oh great you know i get that's digital and they'll probably you know, be airdropping some stimmies and things like that. And people, you know, bread and circuses that people are going to be super excited to get. And they're not going to uh, people don't have the underlying knowledge to understand that their stimulus check 
uh, while while nice in the moment compared to the destitute you know situation that they're in um, in in the long run effectively uh, makes everything more expensive so that if those stimmy checks are not coming in uh, with increased frequency then you're you're losing your 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 wage is not keeping up for things um, but I, I think they're gonna be able to sneak them in initially and get people using them but i don't know that it holds up because there's an alternative there's a very vocal intransigent minority that have been screaming from the rooftops for going on 13 years and have been right about an awful lot of shit and they are growing in numbers they are growing in uh purchasing power and influence and i think that in the end, uh, reason and individualism will win. Absolutely. And one more question, Ben, before I go to Phil. Do you think, because, you know, again, this is a YouTube show, right? You know, in, in the beginning, we we're Phil and I were just so concerned. It's like we don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists. Uh, eventually, over time, you know, we've proven to be more right than wrong. Just as the clown world that we're living in. It was those connections to crazy the ones that i was trying to make in terms of the central bank digital currencies in england the thing that cannot be named passports and the social credit system in china i uh, see i don't think so because what what you're doing when somebody says well it'll never be used for that even if the per person currently in power um you know let's let's say these you know passports get rolled out for whatever reason locally um if if that becomes a norm an expected thing for any individual reason even if the 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 current re regime or or voted individual that's currently in power uh does not deem uh it does not deem that mechanism fit for things like a social credit score. You don't just have to trust them, right? You have to trust every single person in that per, a position of power in perpetuity moving forward. And at some point down the line, there's going to be somebody that says, well, we can do a little bit more. And then that becomes the norm. Well, we can now, you know, there's something undesirable here. Maybe we add it for this. And, and it's, I mean, look how much has happened in the past couple of years. If you had come out the gate and been like, listen, for the next at least two and a half years, uh, these are the conditions that you're going to be living under. Uh, right out the gate, if they had said that, people would have been like, the every, the, every city would have been burning to the ground, right? Like if that was how they approached it. But that's not how it was approached. It was like a gradual creep. And, and, and even though it was quite fast, given the circumstances, it was a bit of a gradual creep. It was like something this month and then a couple months later, this extra thing and then this extra thing. And a, a lot can happen in, over the uh, couple of years. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's too much of a reach. And even if it doesn't happen immediately everywhere, um, it, you learn that it's possible. So, yeah. absolutely, and and it, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's not necessarily that that's exactly what they're gonna do in the short term, but it's going to give them the power to do that. You know, so just just look at what what's happened recently. Anyways, Phil, you want to tie it up? Yeah, it's it's all it's all incremental steps, right? So you don't really see the big picture as they're building it out. I mean, some of us do see the big picture as we're building it out, and we're not exactly you know 100% correct about all of the assertions, but you know we we we're able to create like a like a general frame. One thing that kind of scares me from what you read, though, I I thought that I saw something about how essentially China is trying to spread. Um, the you know essentially spread out their i guess we'd say their influence with their cbdc idea um that is something so see this is where it gets kind of creepy right like in china um you know you're, you're dealing with that social credit system that you showed but what happens when that that credit system right is is merged all over the world right like what what happens when that happens you know I think so that, i think that's what that's what they're trying to do yeah, I really exactly. Think that's what right. Like, trying to do. 
Yeah, like that's exactly right. You know, you hop on a plane, let's say, you know, you hop on a plane in one city, right? Like imagine that, right? Like you're with your family, whatever. Like people people sit there and say, oh, well, you know, I, I don't do, you know, I don't have anything to hide. You know, I don't do anything wrong and this and that. Listen, we all do nothing wrong until the system that we live in decides that what we're doing is wrong. <laughs> okay, and then all of a sudden what you're doing is wrong. Okay, so my point is, is that, right, somebody goes, you know, they hop on a plane, let's say, with their family, they, they get off the plane, let's say, you know, in wherever their destination country is, and all of a sudden they're being escorted, you know, by police or something like that, because somehow, you know, I don't know, you know, the, the, you know, one of them got flagged for something that they wrote about that they disagreed you know, with a, you know, with a, a popular view or something like that. Like, that's the type of insanity, right? Like, people sit there and think, oh, well, you know, people aren't going to do that. You know what? I'll tell you something. When you're, and when you're, when you're working with software, it's really not that much different than, than people, right? But essentially, we always like to think, well, nobody's going to go and intentionally click the wrong button that's going to blow everything up. Let me tell you something. People absolutely, if you leave that button open for them to click it, they will click it. So if we sit there and create this system, don't think for a like nobody should think for a second that none of this is going to be misused. It is absolutely, that will be its use case. Its use case will be misuse. Absolutely. I, I, no one deserves that much power. No one. No. You know, especially, especially the state. Just look at history. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. The software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel. Fireproof, waterproof, pet proof. The link is down below. Blue Wallet version 6.2.13 was released, and that's down below. People, don't forget, rain or shine, we post daily. Nico, help me out. What is it? Tuesday to Monday, Saturday? Monday, Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday. Thank you very much. We have audio only on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, and Spotify. Awesome. Check us out. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. But before we go, I want to give a very, very, very special shout out to our friends and legendary Bitcoin YouTuber. Started it all, man. You guys know him. Give him a follow at BTC Sessions. Check out his YouTube channel. Subscribe to it if you are if you haven't already done so. BTC sessions on YouTube and of course check out his Christmas special. It's December 23rd from 5 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. He's gonna have over 30 guests with a variety of bullish topics and Christmas cheer. Optimism. I love freaking Bitcoin, but you guys know the drill. If you enjoyed the show, smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the Pleplet perspective and the catastrophic fails from the shitcoiners, central bankers, all of the above. And this is Nico and Phil, and this is your daily Simply Bitcoin session. I'm confused. You're confused. We're confused. The central bankers and the governments are not making this any better for us.